Okay, welcome to uh, the latest episode of Big Dog's Brain. Um, haven't done one in a while. It's been over a month since uh, I did a podcast, but i um, excited about this one. I got a very special guest, long-term friend and co-worker, Holly Lida, joining us from uh, North Carolina. She's Hopefully this audio is going to work out. I'm doing kind of a kludgy thing with my speaker my cell on speakerphone but uh, Holly asked to uh, um, or volunteered or whatever to be a, uh, uh, a kind of a turn the tables uh, uh, host kind of podcast so she's uh, like I had done uh, last month with Connor she's come up with I don't know a series of questions that I haven't seen or heard about the list of questions have been uh, sealed in a mayonnaise jar on Funk and Wagnall's front porch so no one knows what what could come from this, and she, allegedly she's got a three quarter full glass of wine next to her, and a, the remain remainder of the box of wine at her feet. So I'll uh, I'll keep you posted yeah. on that. Anyway, welcome Holly to Big Dog's. Thank you. Thank you. I don't do box wine ever. Okay, that's a, that's probably a good a good tip. So you're uh, you're kind of in charge. I am. Yeah. I love this. I'm, I've got a couple of categories. I've, I've given myself some freedom to move around in topic areas. Some of them will be professional. Some of them will be more personal. Okay. And some of them will be fun. Okay. I listened to Connor's podcast, and I think I told you this the other day. I was like, wow, he was like deep and thoughtful. I'm not so much deep and thoughtful. That's fine. That's not happening. Okay. That's fine. So we're going to start with um, something simple. If you had to pick only two movies from the Conway Classic, <laughs> I just need to get you relaxed. I okay. need to get you comfortable. Two movies from the Conway Classics to watch for the rest of your life. These are the only movies. Which are those two movies and why? Let's go. Oh, gosh. Gosh, um, that's a hard, very, very hard question. Um, today, my answer, my answer might be different if you ask me this next week or a, a, a week before. Um, I think they definitely have to be. There's a few non comedies in the Conway Classics. Most of them are comedies, but so I would have to pick a comedy, and I'd have to pick a comedy that makes me laugh every time I watch it. Um, probably. I'd have to go with the first Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and I might, it's going to have to be a Will Ferrell movie. It's got to be between Anchorman and Step Brothers. I actually, be, be honest, I know that Anchorman is his whatever quintessential work, but um, there's just so many great lines that hit hit me right where right, you know yeah. in Step Brothers. So I'm gonna pick today. I'm gonna pick Step Brothers and Ace Venture. Yeah. I'm on board with both of those actually, and I think Step Brothers is one of the best Will Ferrell works. So. The reason I thought I'd start start with a fun one is because our relationship goes back, gosh, twenty. It was that's Valentine's right. I, Day of two thousand. I know. I, I 
I forget, uh, I did a, a kind of a shitty job introducing you to our listeners who may not know that you started at Cardinal in, what'd you say, 2000? Yeah. See, I was going to yeah. guess before I logged in or whatever, I was going to say, I would have said 1999, but anyway, I was pretty close. <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been, um, well, I know it's been the best thing that ever happened to you, um, and it's been, <laughs> been, it's been pretty good for me, so. Clearly, clearly. Clearly, clearly. So, one of the... And I've learned, I have learned a lot of things from you, believe it or not. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, one of the reasons I asked something fun to begin with is just because I feel like that's not just our um, relationship over that 20-year period of working together has been so much fun, right? But I also think that when I look back to starting at Cardinal and starting working with you, and then throughout the entire people gravitate to you, Right. Um, you have a charisma, you have a charm, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, that fun aspect of your personality, the, the quick wit, the charisma. Um, where did it come from? Oh. Because I hear you talk about stories. Who was your role model? I hear you talk about stories growing up, of like your mom and dad, and they were pretty serious, right? But yeah. you have this influence yeah. that has really been what I would say one of the biggest parts of you as a leader has been the ability to be fun in the right situations, to put people at ease. And where did you get that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, definitely, I don't think it was anything to do with my mom and dad because they were kind of different from me. Uh, my dad was definitely really super serious and quiet. Um, I don't know. I was, I, you know, from an early age, I just remember my mom and some of our neighbors when I was growing up telling stories of like one guy, one neighbor across the street told my mom when I was like three years old, he would come over and he would say, I don't know if I'm really dumb or he's really smart, but we, we just had an hour and a half conversation. And then, uh, <laughs> My my other neighbor up the street, um, her name was uh, Mrs. Bessel. I remember she told me uh, told me my mom one time. I didn't even remember this. She said when you were like four years old, you would go. You know, everyone every house on the street they had the same trash day. So on trash day, you know, you put the put the trash cans out. And she said I would walk around the street and find things, not garbage, but trash. I would find a couple of things of out of people's trash, and then I'd go door to door and try to sell them to our, oh our neighbors. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right, right. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of I don't know. It's just the way. This is the way I'm wired, I guess. So. Yes, I guess I. I'm still like with the the, the sale of Cardinal, and you know, we have in in our environment still most of the people that you knew. I mean, we have had. Maybe two people. Right? Yeah, yeah. And people still ask me, "Do you talk to Kelly very often? Do you think he'll come visit?" And it's, <laughs> it's just this. I'm not. I'm not even joking. It was this power you had mm -hmm. as a leader that was so natural. And when I 
thinking and teach my kids or things that other people would benefit from in their career is how it's how to be that how to follow that where did it start and i don't know maybe it's just an eight right because we're going yeah. to door selling trash <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I always like thought that was part of my personality. I mean, I think most of my uh, grade school friends and high school friends or whatever, whatever. I was always, you know, I don't know, cracking, you know, cracking jokes or whatever. I was always the, and sometimes it could, you know, it's a bad. Uh, there's bad sides to it too. You know, I I think I'm I'm way better at at it now than I used to be. But you know, I, a lot of times I would say. My mouth would say things that before my brain would filter it, and I've experienced some of those moments. Yeah, my mom always used to say, you know, when I was a little bit, her one of her repetitive uh, warnings that she would always say is, "Kelly, one day that mouth of yours is going to get you in a whole lot of trouble." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I, you know, I said, well, there's a lot of things. I think I've, I don't think I did a podcast on this. I think I did a blog about it at Cardinal a while ago. Not a whole blog, but. Part of a blog about how, um, you know, I think most most of the time when I said said something, whatever, in anger or in the heat of the moment, ninety five percent of the time, the next day I regretted it. I never really said anything in the in anger or in the heat of the moment that the next day I was like, oh, that was great. I really scored. You know, I always felt really bad about it. So it can be a bad. It can be. Whatever. It can be a, a double-edged sword sometimes. Yeah. I am really good at, I am really good at, uh, um, I think, and this is a part of the bad part of the sword. When I get really mad, I can really, I can really talk, I can really talk well in a mean, oh, in a mean way. And when I'm, a lot of people, when they get mad, they get kind of flustered or they, you know, the, they're so, whatever, their mouth can't doesn't engage quick enough I'm, I'm i'm the opposite yeah i remember the the bus trip for the oh gosh <laughs> Columbus, where the poor bus driver was completely clueless and you have an entire bus of cardinals yeah you yeah lost your shit yeah was... everyone's looking around like who's gonna stop it and i'm like just sit still yeah that was that was pretty that was pretty off that was pretty bad but Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, we took it. It took the guy an hour and a half to drive four miles. <laughs> well, it definitely, it definitely did. Um, all right, let me look at another question. All right, yep, yep. Let's talk about. Um, all right, there's a reason for this question too. Okay. Background on it is you had this amazing dog, Jack, who was golden. Right? Oh, dog. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Not Yorkies. I don't remember what they were. Norfolk, Norfolk Terriers. That's right. And then they kind of won you over. Then what? The question is, they won you over a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So this this is my Coke versus Pepsi. Big dogs or little dogs now that you've experienced both. Oh, I would have to go big dog all the time. Really? Yeah. Is that because you're too, you're, there's too big to, like, I can't 
I, don't, I just know that, that just the couple of big dogs we've had, Jack in particular, and of course Muddy now, who's a lab, as you know. He, um, I don't know. I just think they have a little more. I don't know what I want to say. It's, they have a, you have a little more of a relationship with them than you do with the, yeah. the small dogs. They're a little more uh, narcissistic and uh, you know, cat-like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so big dogs win, and I approve of that. Yeah. Um, now I'll ask you one of these. Let's talk about um, undateable Kelly Conway, who has no game back in the day. Undateable? How many times did I hear from you? Oh my gosh, this thing when I was young and I had no game. Oh yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, then, there was like two. Then, go ahead, sorry. You end up with Kim Conway. Well, I the, want to know how you accomplished that. No game, Kelly Conway. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame. So there was two deep valleys of desert in terms of, my, <laughs> in terms of my relationships with with girls. One was, um, as I went from, we all went to a, whatever, a Catholic grade school. And then after eighth grade, we split the girls go to one high school and the boys go to another. And, uh, I was kind of getting my game going eighth grade year. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of, you know, I got some shit going on here. And, uh, but when we go to high school, a couple of things happen. One is uh, um, the boys uh, or the girls that are in high school now can date high school guys, sophomores and juniors, right? And I, if I had a telescope looking out my front window, I still couldn't see puberty on on the horizon. So I was like, I was like a a, a little guy with no no game. So that was a big. Uh, um, dry patch from freshman and sophomore year of high school and then I got junior junior and senior year got thankfully not you know got better and it, but again I fell into that same trap and I went to and then I graduated high school and then I went to college and um, even though it wasn't I mean puberty was kind of in the vicinity of me at 18 but it's still compared to <laughs> compared to you know sophomores and juniors and seniors I was like man I'm I I remember thinking halfway through my freshman year of college I might never ever have a date the whole time <laughs> but then you know I finally you know things started to get better and you know I, I grew up a little bit and I you know I always had a good you know a good game I could talk a good game so eventually you know that thankfully that 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 worked out that worked out for me in fact the uh well this is a stupid self-serving story but that's it's my podcast so i can i can tell stupid and self-serving stories we had a uh, a tradition in the fraternity house that the i might have told you this story the um the pledge class one of the things the pledge class had to do every semester is they had to come up with a phone list now that was back in the day where um on a piece on a on a big piece of paper and they'd have to post it next to all the phones in the fraternity house and then also 
they would hand it out to the sororities and stuff in case any of the sororities need to get a hold of any of the brothers. So because a lot of the guys lived in the fraternity house, obviously, so they had the same phone number. But some guys lived in apartments, some guys lived in a dorm. So there was a bunch of different phone numbers. So they would put together a list, and then it got to be a tra- a tradition. Um, to have a for them to assign a nickname, so they would take someone's first name and then last name, but in the middle they'd put a nickname, like uh, like for example they they put uh, Holly and then in quotes my hair is naturally blonde, Lida. That would be your name. <laughs> that would be that would be your name on the uh, phone list, and then it would be posted for the semester. Anyway, so one semester, the pledge class. My nick, this was so, I got so pissed off at him too. I don't know why. Um, they said, Kelly then quotes, life's, life's priorities, colon, studying and sex. Quote, Conway, that was my, that was my whatever. I'm like, what, you assholes? And I made them, uh, I made them go and to every sorority and get every piece of paper back, every phone list back and redo it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, I, the the, my, my, the point of that story was I just thought it was a funny thing we made our pledges do, but also, you know, whatever. When I was a, you know, an upperclassman, they thought I had enough game to give me to make that part of my nickname. I, I wasn't I wasn't really having any sex. But that has nothing to do with how you met Kim. How you how you broke I don't know. We just, you know, we just, we just kind of hit it off right away. I mean, we were, we went out, we got kind of fixed up for a date, for a, a dance at my fraternity. And I thought it was just going to be one of, you know, one of those fix up dates where you're yeah. there, you know, she's just there to have fun with everyone who's there and I'm there. I need to have a date. So, you know, <laughs> I'll bring, I'll bring someone, you know, maybe someone to dance with every once in a while. And then, you know, I remember maybe about an hour into the dance. It was really, we, we used to have pretty good dances. It was live band and everything. And we were halfway through, I don't know, maybe an hour into it, or an hour and a half. And, and her friend, she had friends there. So she was talking to people and um, and other people knew her, uh, whatever. So, but anyway, she came walking up to me and she goes, are you ever going to pay any attention to me? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Change of plans. She gets on now. Now it's even. <laughs> it's, I love it. Now it's, it's so now it's twenty four, <laughs> twenty four by seven. It's all the time. Yeah, she's yeah. got. She's got. She's yeah. She's definitely. She definitely uh, stands on her own two feet. And I get. I've learned. I think I told. I think I mentioned this in my podcast. I can't remember one of the podcasts I did before. I know I talked to. I talked about on podcast. Yeah, it was a podcast I did with uh, Marianne Dahl about my neighborhood growing up. The three most important uh, influences on me growing up were were all women. It was my mom, um, yeah. Mrs. Dahl, and then Kim. They yeah, just I remember, I for different for totally different reasons, but um, um, for ve- 
equally important reasons. So, um, yeah, we yeah. Hit, we hit it we hit it off pretty well right from the get go. She wanted to get married when I think I was a junior when I we met her. She wanted to get married, and like I had like no like my net worth was you know a hundred and ten dollars or something. I was like, yeah. no way. But anyway, she's yeah. she's definitely not. Actually, she's definitely I'm thinks outside the box. That's all right. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, you were just, you were, when I listened to that, some of those things were things I hadn't heard you really articulate. Um, you definitely lived your, your professional life, or lived your professional life that way. Um, motivated and go, 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 and I'm not going to stop. But then when I heard you talk about how you thought about things when you were straight out of school and and I even talked to my son, Coop, about this because he has always said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to I'm going to start something and I'm going to prove myself. I, I know that. And I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to be successful. And I'm like, there's no plan. But actually, that's almost exactly what I listened to you saying is, I, I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I know I'm going to make money and I'm going to work and I'm going to get what I want. And it was just interesting because I didn't ever think of you that way. I thought, I'm, I'm Kelly Conway, I'm going to go and I'm going I'm to focus on computer science because that's going to get me, you know? And to hear you tell that story was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, I kind of... Uh, um... I think that's a. Um, I'm not. I wasn't. Gonna, I was about to say regret, but that's not the right word. I was kind of. Um, I think it can be taken the wrong way. My my story about back then, whatever, being having these lofty. I don't know, being kind of greedy and whatever. Um, and I wasn't. I never meant it to be a uh, um, a suggestion for anybody. I just have to. That was. I just have to be honest. I mean, that was that was what I thought I had to do. Um, and you know, I wanted to, my family was important to me and I wanted to, um, you know, make as much money for my family as I could. And that, that, yeah. that to me was a big, probably, I don't know, for, you know, the first 20 years of my career, that was my, that was my, heat, yeah. that was my heat seeking missile. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it. I think that. Uh, um, like I, whatever. I counsel uh, or coach a lot of these young, you know, MBA students now out in Colorado, and a lot of, not a lot of them. A handful of them are, you know, they're trying to start a, a business like right now, which is great. You know, that's fantastic, and I'm I'm helping them as much as I can. But, uh, you know, for me, it was like I. It just took me a while to figure out what my, you know, what my lane, what lane I should be in for. When I first started, 
work, I thought I wanted to be, you know, CEO of General from of GE. I was going to climb the corporate ladder of the whatever one of the ten biggest companies in America. You know, I was just going to work my way up. I thought that's the way I would do it. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, then after a couple of years, whatever there, and then some other big companies. I'm like, you know, these this big company stuff is is not for me. So. So. <laughs> yeah, so the other the other thing I heard you say in that conversation is you were talking about, well, I can't remember which book it was that you made me read because, you know, I don't really <laughs> you made me read them. And the one that was about the intersection of um, good at, was that good great? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The hedgehog? Yeah, what you're passionate about and what you can make money doing. Your hedgehog. And That's called your hedgehog. Um, next one. And you you actually kind of came upon that without even saying it in, in the podcast. Like when I had that, you had that eureka moment where you went, "Yeah, this is this is what I want to do forever." And uh, I think you were lucky because you were young when it happened. And that's one of the questions I was going to ask you because I knew you were doing some of this mentoring on the side and. You just think about intersection at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you help somebody discover that intersection? Maybe I'll be honest with you. I don't know. That's discover that intersection. I was going to ask you that. I was going to turn. I was going to turn the tables on you and ask you what what would be that for Holly. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're pretty good at what you do. So, and not many people are pretty good at what you do. So, that's a. I think I would think that would be a hard thing to kind of. Um, um, give up, not that you would give it up, but a hard thing for you to fi- find something to replace it that's better in terms of a match for you. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I'm just thinking about, like, back to having a freshman in college and you know, if someone who's going to be rising senior in high school next year. I know, you know, that's that's a really good question. In fact, uh, the, our, the big dog, the creator of Big Dog's Brain, Connor Conway, he actually has a he's there's still like three or four ideas in terms of um, topics that he wanted me to do. One of them was uh, I think the working title is finding your lane, you know, uh, you know, finding your path. And uh, for tw- people that are in their you know early 20s or mid 20s or whatever, kind of starting their career. And I ha- I've, yeah. that's not um, that's not a. Uh, that's definitely on the table. I just haven't recorded any of them yet. And I was actually going to ask you to be a uh, a guest on that Finding Your Path series, uh, but this this kind of flipped the turn the table topic came up, and I wanted you, I wanted you to get you on it. I wanted to get you on the podcast. So that's I mean you can do both. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing both. I just haven't. I'm your Robin. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. I think that's a really. I think there's a. I think there's a lot of people. You mentioned Cooper a little bit. I mean, he's still, um, you know, he's still got a. Um, well, he's still just starting school. But uh, there's a lot of people in their twenties and mid twenties or whatever. Even, even uh, people that I met doing this coaching thing for University of Colorado. That I think that they're 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 wrestling with that right now. Yeah. It's a big thing. And in Connor, my son Connor, I think is I think he would fall into that. I still I still haven't found my which is fine. I mean, I don't think uh 
I think that in your 20s is the time to go left and go right and go left and go right and realize you're not every turn you take um, there, it might be a dead end but you yeah. but you as long as you learn something about yourself and you can kind of maybe course correct based on what you learned that's a good thing and uh, um, I think if, if you're talking about that I think the moment for me was when I you know first started actually selling in the, yeah. te- in the technology yeah. world. And I was maybe, what, 28 and a half years old. Yeah. And so I was, re- you know, I, I definitely think that um, I was really, I'm, if you can find something that makes, if, some, if anybody can find something that makes them feel like that made me feel, I think that's a really, really, really lucky thing to have. It's almost to me, to me, to me, it's almost as uh, um, as as important or what or as life changing, or whatever is 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 falling in love. Like when you're in love, yeah, when, you, when you're in, you. when you're in love and you know it, it's like a really really comfortable you know feeling. And I think a lot of people um, never find that, and they get false maybe make some false positives on their relationships because of it. And I think the same thing is true in a career in a career. I think it's really hard sometimes for, for people to, to find that right um, yeah. overlap. And it, it's a, it's a bummer. You know, I think one, one of the things you just said about uh, your twenties is where you can turn left, you can turn right. And as long as you're learning about yourself, then that's okay. Right. Um, I, I think that's a little bit, I'm not going to say, um, I agree. That's why I think it's a, it's a really good podcast because it's a really good topic for a podcast, a series of podcasts. Because yeah. I think there's. We'll stop talking about that. But I have I'll, I'll, I'll ask questions, not that question before, but I've asked you questions like, you, I see you Kim as amazing parents, right? And um, I see you've raised these three great boys. What are the What are the three things that you think like that that made the difference for you as parents in raising those boys and when did you know I got this, right? So it's those morsels, and you don't even have to answer that question, but I'm just tying it back to the, the career discussion because it's those morsels that somehow you've navigated quickly in your life and been firm, firm but fair, about what's in and what's out for you, and you've made, and, and this is not to blow your ego, but you've made everything you've touched a success. Mm-hmm. Your your marriage, your kids. I mean, you can't make them a success, but you've given them the right foundation, and they've turned that into success. Right. Um, this po- This podcast. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it's those morsels. Something about the the framework that you live your life by, and the way you apply it to things like that, is a differentiator. And you need to figure out how to teach other people that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thank you. Thanks, thanks for that. I think that uh, you know, again, you can probably do a couple 
you know, I have three or four or five different podcasts on just parent on kind of whatever talking about, you know, being a parent. But um, I think if I think if there's one, I don't know, maybe one of the if I only had to pick one thing, it would probably just be uh, um, I always I think I mentioned this in some other podcast before, but I just think it's important to um, kind of have an attitude of I'm going to get the most out of the potential that I have. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And if and if I can, you know, as, as you raise your kids, if you can try to, you know, every kid, as you know, you've got, um, you've got, you know, Cooper and Kylie and Macy, they're all, they all have different sort of talents and a little bit different pers- personalities or whatever. So they're all, um, another whatever uh, metaphor I was using, it's like golf, it's like playing golf. You're playing your own ball. You can't, worry yeah. about if Tiger Woods is playing, you know, on the, on the hole in front of you and he's, you know, got a birdie, you know, birdie in every hole, that's him. That's his, he's got that potential and that talent. You got to play the, you got to play the best you can play with, right. with what right. you have. And so, I don't know, I think, I hope that uh, maybe that, that is a, that is a, a brush that sort of painted, painted everything that I have tried to do. I miss coming to work so bad. It's like it's, I have dreams. I think I might have. I have sometimes. I think I told Mike you work this the other day. I have dreams of work. I am. No, it happened before that. Even I was uh, the other my most recent one or whatever. I was in work in the Cincinnati office. And I was in the conference room and no one, the meeting had started like five minutes earlier. No one was in the conference room with me and I was all mad, like, where is everybody? And then I dialed in, you know, I got on the speakerphone. No one had dialed in and I'm like, what the heck is going on? No one is on this. Am I the only one working today? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, I miss it a lot. There's a lot of. Oh, uh, you're missed. I mean, actually, Jay Ray just asked me what we were talking last night. She's like, get the Kelly Conway to come back and maybe just take a little management room. <laughs> just be around him. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. But it, that, that presence and that, um, it, it's missed. It's I, could just, missed. I could just fly around to a couple of the old Cardinal offices for the ops meeting and just sit in there and, and do, you know, yeah. re, you know, relevant movie quotes for certain situations. Oh. I know Scott Mor- I know Scott Morgan would, would 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 you know pay you know ten dollars a meeting to have that have me there. Yeah, and 
And Dan Lang. Dan Lang would probably sue him. <laughs> as soon as this hit and we knew we were going to be working from home for a little while, because it took us right? Um, we were like, okay, we're going to have to figure this out. person drop in. good that's a good question um i've actually been talking to this a couple people out here who are starting a new company and one of the things i recommended for them is that they should i think it'd be valuable for them to have a board of advisors i thought um um uh, at the beginning um i thought it was a really good exercise and commitment to make that we had a accountability every three months to this group who, um, even though they weren't getting paid, believe it or not, they actually took it pretty seriously and, yeah. and were pretty hard on us. Um, and I think that was good. I think that, uh, um, uh, I, th and that it's not this, it's not maybe the right thing to do for every small company, but I think it, I think a lot of small businesses, um, and small business owners can are if make a decision or they're happy with sort of you know if I just 
you know, make a certain amount of money, then that's okay. That's what I'm, you know, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then, but if I think if you have a, I think if you have a goal to grow a, a business and you also, um, you know, represent that goal to your employees, the early employees, the middle employees, and, and even the people you're interviewing at the time, if you have that, if you're telling them that's, you know, we're, we have a, we still have a lot of room to grow and there's going to be a, you know, a lot of opportunities to grow here at the company, then having a board of advisors is a really good thing. And um, I think that the reason maybe the first, I think we started the board of advisors within the first year of Cardinal starting. And so I would say the first, the first seven years, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed a thing. I mean, it was, I think it was good. They were frustrated. Many times they frustrated me, which is a whole nother story, but um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, gotten rid of them. Uh, I never even thought of that. But then after a while, cause, cause it never changed. It was always the same five people. Um, it felt after nine, eight or not, like a not, not gotten to the ninth year. Like this is, you know, I, you know, whatever I know as much about or more about what we're yeah. dealing with than they do. And then I remember, um, um, you know, Jim Kelly said to me, if you're not getting any, um, value out of this anymore, you shouldn't waste, you know, there was four hours in every meeting and there was probably another 12 hours to prepare the material for the meeting. So whatever. So every three months we were, I was, I was wasting or not wasting, but I was devoting whatever, 20 hours to this thing. And if you don't get value at it as a, as a business owner, you shouldn't do it. And, um, that's why, that's kind of why it, it kind of ran its course. It kind of ran its course. And I, yeah, but do you think that that was because it was the same people for seven or eight years? Like, well, we changed. If you remember, we cha- we cha- we thought it was just the people, so we kind of changed it. We we took we we asked the five people to un unvolunteer, and that was a whole that was a whole shitstorm. And then we got five we got five new people, totally new people, and uh, that became really yeah. I think we might have only had that group for like a year and a half. Or my memories, some not very long. And it, it, again, it was the same thing. It was sort of like we're not getting. We sort of by then we were big enough and sort of had discipline around um, a lot of other things that we did in terms of you know the ops meetings, um, the quarterly employee meetings, the 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 checking in with the different whatever with the different offices and the sales. You know what I mean? There was sort of a lot of. Um, stuff that we were we were doing that was kind of keeping everybody on track and um, yeah. the board the, the the board of advisors meeting just wasn't getting us anywhere. So yeah, interesting. I mean, I remember, um, and I I will say I don't know why you always said this. I'll I'll try to ask you this question. You used to say that you were a terrible mentor. <laughs> I think I think that uh um just immaturity? No, I think that well, I mean I think it was tr- it's true to some extent. I think that um or to a lot of extents. I think there were a couple factors at play that I took me a long time to grow out of. Um 
I used to think, and I think I've blogged about this, and I've probably talked about it in a podcast before, but um, I used to think that every everyone, whatever, the, I wanted, there was one cookie cutter way of being a good leader, and that's what I wanted to have, and that's not, the, I don't believe that to be the case, and then... Um, I also think that I never really had a mentor per se. Um, I mean, I had some people that I worked with that I learned a lot just by kind of watching what they did. And so maybe, maybe that was kind of, and even my dad, even like my old relationship with my father, rest in peace. I mean, it was good. We had a really good relationship, but he wasn't, he wasn't, a coacher or a talker, you know, uh-huh. I remember, uh, I don't think I told you this story before, but in the first company I had in Philadelphia, we had a, uh, it was me and David Lipson, who you, I think you've met. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. he, he's, he's, uh, just unfortunately not with us any longer either. And then this other guy, Bob Vogel, who was, uh, he was like my age. He and I were almost the exact same age. And so it was the three of us who started, uh, integrated systems. And then within a, I can't believe this is a whole wacky story, but I don't know. Within like six or seven months, me and David both knew that Bob, we had to get rid of Bob. He was like a pathological liar. And again, that's a whole, that's a, that's a whole long story. But I remember my dad came in to visit us because he used to come in town a lot then because the uh, Ryan and Kyle were just, had, you know, were just babies. So they would come in to Philadelphia every couple of months. And I remember, you know, you know, taking a walk with him or, or, or sitting him down. I'm like, you know, dad, this is really bad. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that. And Dave, and David and I think that we, you know, we might have to get rid of him and he's got stock and you know what I mean? I was kind of laying, laying it out on the table. How, what a, what a predicament we're in. And I, I remember he looked at me and he said, why are you asking me? And I was like, Oh wow. And at first that hurt me a lot, but he didn't, he didn't mean it that he uh, didn't want to be um, whatever, didn't want to know about things. He meant he meant it like you, whatever you have a you have a business. You have to figure this stuff out. This is the stuff you have to figure out. And um, I think I was. I think that hurt me for about. I think I hurt my feelings for about a year. And then afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of right. So anyway, getting back to your question, I think maybe sometimes um, um, I could have been a better mentor to 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 a lot of people. I think that uh, you know sometimes I think I I took took the wrong approach with in your early sales career. Some of the some of the advice or whatever I gave you probably wasn't wasn't um, in hindsight what I sh- what the right what was the right thing to say, and also. Um, I remember you've thrown it in my face once or twice before that one time when you were, when you, no, when you left, when you quit, you were going to quit. You took that job with, was it PNC Bank or was it? Oh my God, I was miserable. Was it with the bank? It was like four months of sheer hell. Yeah, National City Mortgage. National City, National City. And I remember, this is the way you, I think the way you told it, you came to me and you were like, well, you know. They made me this offer, and I'm, I'm kind of. I think you were kind of at a crossroads about, you know, am I, 
you know, do I want to stay in, you know, sales? Do I, whatever, you know, where's this going to go? Do I really like it? And then you had this, this opportunity and you're, I think you were kind of on the fence. This is my memory. You're kind of on the fence. And I was sort of like, well, I mean, if you're, you know, whatever it was, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try it all. I didn't try it all to convince you to stay. Not at all. <laughs> it, I think sometimes I look back at that stuff, and and I think you were. Um, so I think you've changed as a person and a leader professionally too. Mm-hmm. Um, since I since I met you, you went through this evolution because early on, you you expected there to be a formula that worked. Mm-hmm. There's not always a formula, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I do remember that conversation too, sitting across the desk from you, and I'm like holding back tears, like I can't believe I'm doing this. This is what I want to do, but I feel like I have to do it. And you're like, "Well, if if you said you to do it, you gotta do it." Good luck. Yeah, I know that was probably that was that was probably the obviously thing. Obviously, that that was wasn't the right way to handle something like that. Um, I think at the time I was just like, "Well." You know, I'm not going to, you know, if you don't kind of love what you're doing and love what you're, yeah. do, what you're doing here, you should go. And, and, and I could have, I could have, I could have, uh, um, used a lot different words or whatever to, ex- to express that. But at the same time, um, maybe make you feel like, um, well, I think you. I think you felt like I didn't care if you left. Yeah. That wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't it at all. I, it wasn't that I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't care. Yeah. You, it was. You, you it understood was. Understood or thought you did. You know, a lot of people. Well, whatever. I think, but stuff that. So, like examples like that. Um, I don't think I ever made like a huge. Luckily, I don't think I ever made like a really huge mistake. But I made a lot of medium mistakes, like ah, I should never have said that or handled it that way, or thought of us people that this way. Yeah, it's funny because back to the mentor thing, like I, you, you said that. I'm telling you, you probably don't realize how often you said it, and it's not <laughs> a frustration with yourself because I think you saw it as limiting your ability to grow Cardinal into what you wanted it to be and get to the next level. And I think you always thought it was this, this formula and you should be able to fix it and do it. And well, a couple, uh, a couple of things that I learned is, uh, um, I, there's a lot of things I still don't know, but there's some things I know for sure. Like one of the things is it, um, there are a lot of different, um, shapes and sizes to the kind of talent to you don't have to have um, a cookie cutter, whatever. Young Kelly Conway is. You're always looking for the young Kelly Conway. That's not. That's a stupid way to be. So there's there's a lot of different um, um, people who can do a job well, but they don't necessarily use the same talent sure. to do it. So that was that was um, one of my whatever. One of my my big big uh, lessons learned. The other thing too, and this is an excuse for me, but the other thing too I know for to be true is and you might. Um, I'm sure you can think back in your own experience of 
of agreeing, you know, where you had situations where you'd agree with this. You can't um, coach anybody that doesn't want to co- be coached or doesn't want to. You can't coach someone to get better at something that they don't think or want to get better at. You're totally right. wasting your time and their time. Yep, yep, yep. I agree with that. And I waited too long in situations, right? I mean, we we both. Well, we all that. we've all, we've all done that. Yeah, um, but I do think to some of the things that you taught me along the way, and, and I've used this example so many times in just the last probably two or three years that. If you don't, not everyone has to be the same to be successful, right? Like, you don't yep. have yeah, that's true. to be, you don't have to be just like Jimmy Milam to be a great salesperson. It can be different for everyone. That's just an example, right? And I, I use that a lot. I used it recently as we were changing um, a lot of leadership in Raleigh and Charlotte. Like, it doesn't matter that that person's not like XYZ. They're going to bring something unique to it, and now you have to kind of coach and develop around. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I don't know if it was one of the master classes that Kyle got me, or if this was a document. I, I remember watching some documentary about um, movie making, and like there was um, a lot of the greatest, you know, Hollywood directors, you know, like Orson Welles and Steven Spielberg, and. Um, whatever you know they would when they were starting to work on a movie they would uh, draw out almost like a little storyboard a cartoon yeah. storyboard real real crude um, just to kind of get that the sequencing and the, and the scenes that they wanted and then and they obviously had you know had a huge success on various movies doing that. And then I was watching this documentary on one of these, this really great direct, German director, his name is uh, Werner Herzog. And they were, the, the interviewer was talking to him and he, and he was like, I think that uh, filmmakers who do storyboards, is, it's, it's a crutch and a, a weakness. And I never do them. I never do them. And he's made like, I don't know, like 25 great movies, you know? So it's like, you you would think that well wow, everyone would do what Orson Welles and Steven Spielberg does and this guy's like those guys are those guys are wimps because they they don't need to do they shouldn't have to do that and that's the kind of this you can apply that kind of in any whatever in any walk of life you know in any uh, career situation is that you don't I mean you can show people like here's the way I do it. It might not always. It might not always fit. Like I always used to tell people. I still do. Where some of my, not my students, but some of the students I work with, when you're getting ready to do a, a presentation, um, I would always just look at to kind of get my slides together. And then when when I saw the slide, I would think these are the three thing, the three things I'm trying to say at this slide. And these are the three. And some people can. That's a good way to do it. And other people need to write out notes. Like. That here are my word, here are my exact words I'm going to use, and it's yeah, it's yeah. different. It's not one way is not the right way or the wrong way. It's just whatever whatever fits your whatever works for you. The problem with all of what you just said is, and I agree with it, you just sort of tore down the the big dog's brain framework conversation. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, like. It, it just, I just took, 
I just took it up a level. Uh, not okay. instead of okay. being here's my framework, you should all use it. It's like oh, okay. you need to find your framework. You need to find the way that okay. you remember and what's the best way for you to remember and deliver quality presentation against your slides. And here's my way. You can try that. If that doesn't work, here's yeah. another way. But you need, yeah. to you need to find a way. You need to be good at presenting. That's the, that's the framework. That's the real objective. How you get there is what, what, what you need to figure out. I just gotta get a drink of water. You said I've been waiting for this question. Tell me, was the question what? Tell me how much you miss me. How much do you miss me? And tell me something you learned from me. Uh. Well, I've been, I've been t I I miss you terribly, obviously. Um, yes. It's, point. it's been really hard. You know, that's what they whatever you hear it. Athletes saying it all the time when they retire from the sport or whatever. They miss. What they miss the most is the is the the game and the huddle with your teammates, and that's definitely the case. There's no there's no there's nothing to replace that. Um, there's a lot of th there's a lot of things I, I I've learned from you. Most of them I think would um, fall under the category of what we were talking about before about not there's different ways of 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 being successful. In the same job, and not all, not all of your ways and my ways are the same. Sure, totally agree. Right? Yeah, totally agree. Yep, yeah, and and this this is an interesting conversation because you came from a place of of um, truly understanding. Um, I mean, you lived the life of being a, uh, a programmer, and when you talked to the client, you were talking from the perspective of having been part of delivery, which is part of the reason I, I felt like I had to leave, because I felt like I was never going to evolve, um, but you were able to come from the, uh, the aspect of um, the IQ, but also the relationship building. I think that is one of the things that makes you extremely unique, actually, because um, you had the IQ, but you also had the relationship building skills, and, and my approach to almost everything in life is about the relationship and the people and the IQ takes a whole <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think that uh, that uh, yeah, you were able to you know accomplish so much with your sort of unique um, relationship talents and uh, which I didn't have as much and I think that um, maybe sometimes I sometimes I would th think that and maybe this is part of, part and parcel to that to your kind of um, humanity or whatever sometimes I think that it um, it gave you too much um, I think it was a big burden 
for you. It was a big burden. That's super insightful. You know what I mean? Because it was like everybody, whatever. I don't know. You were the mother duck, and all the little ducks were on your back, and you were you had to you had to get them across the lake without the the snapping turtles getting them. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. But, I mean, some of that might have just been the, the facade, right? Like, what, what I'm good at, when I think when I, I remember when we had that conversation, um, actually, uh, so many years ago. It's so funny that you brought that up. I, I think you were right because you were like, you're not, you're not empathic at all. And I remember thinking, why, that's, why is she saying that? I think that I'm really good. And I don't know if this is empathy then, but. I think I'm really good at recognizing when someone is struggling with something that, or 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 uh, doing what dealing with some kind of emotional thing that I've dealt with. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna be oh, I know what that's like because I I've had that same. And, but if I haven't, then maybe I'm not capable of of that far of a projection. That's interesting because your life is. Your life has a lot of layers of stories and experiences, and, and you, you live that in a very um, out there way. And so I can see what you're saying. Once you've experienced something, it comes to life, right? Also, I, I think I know, too, I was just talking to one of my neighbors here. It's a long side story, but I won't get into Who's who it's a, um, uh, th- th- this man and woman live kind of across the street. Anyway, she's she's been dealing with some uh, uh, maybe what I would call panic attacks. And um, and I remember going through that after my uh, in Philadelphia after my chemo and all that. And I know what th- this isn't just about panic attacks, but I know what your I know what a, your brain can do to kind of mm-hmm. kind of fuck you up. And in the case of panic attacks, you can make actually make you feel like you're you're sick or you're dying. You're obviously not, but there can be um, your brain can do the same thing to you even without a panic attack, you know, it can make you, um, whatever, overly, um, you know, pissed off about something, overly hurt by something, overly jealous about something, overly petty about something or whatever. And so just recognizing some, I think that that just comes with age, I guess. I think that as you get older, I think we, hopefully we all kind of start to recognize the the things in our head that we got to be like, you know what, head, that's stupid. You shouldn't be. Yeah. You shouldn't be thinking that. That's just a you know. Absolutely. Actually, again, I've, I've been listening to your podcast over the last last several months, and one of them, uh, you were talking about how I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't know that you do it even still now. Maybe you don't deal with this, but that uh, you would wake up sometimes at night and and you had this sort of, uh, I'll call it your your program for resetting. I can't do it, man. I can't. I in the last couple of weeks, like. I mean, you know, we're in pandemic hell, right? Right, right. Yeah. So when I wake up at three o'clock, it's game on. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally game on until nine thirty that day. And I, Kylie came and got me this morning um, at three a.m. because she was just so like it hit her. I think um, the whole like I may never play club volleyball again. I may never have a senior year of 
you know, getting my fourth year and being a letter and, you know, all these different things. And she was all upset. She came and got me and I helped her fall back asleep. And um, I'm laying there like, all right, it's it. What did Kelly say to do? I know. It's hard. It's hard. It takes it. I can't. I can't do it. It's really, uh, it's really hard. I'm all in until I completely just unwind and fall asleep on the couch. I told. I think I mentioned this in somewhere. The, um, I have to. I have to like daydream or night dream because it's not the day. I have to daydream about like some. I tried, some fi- some fic- some some some, some fictional story in my head, and for some reason that just gets me back to sleep. Yeah, that doesn't work. If I think about anything that's in the real world when I'm when I wake up at three a.m. If I think about anything that has to do with real life. Then I won't go to sleep. I'll just keep thinking about it. Right. I'm going to need you to perfect that strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see if there's anything else. I, oh, there you go. Um, so we all know that you're fishing. Right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. And that you screwed me out of many gentlemen's club fishing trips at Kobe, which I'm sure you regret. I, my question to you know, and fished and fished and, hey, this is a celebration trip. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't celebrated. I haven't done any. I stopped. I stopped. Yep, we never did. We never. What are you thinking about when you're fishing? Because most people I know when they go fishing, it's not a lot of talk. It's not what? What was that last part of your? It's not a lot of talk. No. No. Thinking about it's just like a totally little room full of fishing thoughts. <laughs> it's not. It's like a. Uh, like the, the the people that I can think of, you know, the people that I fish with, you know, my my you know Connor and Ryan and Kyle, obviously, um, Brandon, Chris Schneider. Um, Whatever. Now, I bet ninety-eight percent of the time, if if there's any talking, it has something to do with Fishing. what we're doing. You know what we're doing. Like I think I got a bite over there, and I think it was about in ten feet of water. But I think you got to use something that gets down deeper because that's where the, they're down deep. You can, you're fishing too shallow. I mean, just stuff. I don't know. It's just a good. It's like a. Uh, it's like your brain just goes somewhere else. It's like a total uh, um, um, redirection of all all your brain. You know what else? It's kind of like uh, I think another thing that's that's it's totally different. It's not as much fun as fishing, but like for me, when I do like mindless yard work, like cutting the grass or or shoveling 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 snow or whatever, I like uh, it's such a great mindless thing to do but it's it's still productive because you're getting something done and i think it gives your brain a whatever it gives your brain a break from from all the churning and burning you do in that frontal lobe so it's not a big party on the boat that I'm and, I, and i always you know i think i always uh i think you knew this i mean i started fishing when i was a little kid i mean i was i can't even remember when i got my maybe i was in first grade when i got my first fishing pole and my boat my buddies and I would get on our bikes and in the in the warmer months and we there was whatever four or five different ponds that we could sneak into and fish and we'd ride our bikes 
throw our bikes in the wood, you know, you know, behind a tree and climb over the fence and and have a can of worms that we dug out of the you yeah, know dug out of the like woods. To and it was just like I don't know, it was just a great thing to do. We yeah. Some it's not for everybody, that's for sure. We never did take you. We never did take you on your little. That might be true. I can't hold it, hold it, hold hold it, hold it for a second. My attorney tells me that I should refuse to answer that on the grounds it might incriminate me. <laughs> by the way, by the way, are you wearing a bathing suit? Is that what you're wearing? Well, I, I can't. I, I just I just saw that. Whatever that I know you're outside. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I have a cute little tank top. Look at this cute little tank top. All right. That's good. Hey, so you have to go to one of these concerts with me. Okay. Okay. Which do you pick? Kelly Conway. Okay. Wow. Um, Cause I like all of them, as you see. <laughs> I. That's a tough one. I would probably pick. I guess I would pick Neil Diamond. Ooh. I know. I would pick Neil Diamond. My uh, my my uh, my first sort of inter intersection with Neil Diamond. I don't even know what age I was. I could probably look up the the age of the song when I was a little kid. And back when they only had AM radio, and I used to have to walk. wasn't that far. It was maybe a mile. I used to have to walk to school and back. And I remember. For some reason, my friend could. My friend wasn't. He might have been serving mass that week. Anyway, he wasn't walking with me that week, and I was bummed because I had to do this walk by myself. And that was when yeah. Neil Neil Diamond's song um, "Solitary Man" was on the radio. <laughs> and I remember I was, you know, like seven years old, thinking of myself as, you know, I'll be what I will. So anyway, so "Solitary Man," and then of course years later. Neil Diamond, fame, infamous for having uh, many songs in one of the Conway hidden gems of the Conway classic closet, um, Saving Silverman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Neil Diamond, yeah, I would, ha I would definitely pick Neil Diamond. Okay, that that brings up another thing that I missed I know, I know, I know. I just can't beat that. I know. The made-up lyrics that make no sense. They sometimes <laughs> shouldn't, and they just keep trying things. I miss that. 
used to. I know Todd, poor Todd McLean. I know that he he probably at first thought that's the best thing about not having Conway around is that he, during the Christmas season, no one's coming to my office singing some bastard bastardized lyrics to Christmas songs. But yeah, I would I would torment I would torment Todd about that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I think this is probably one of my last ones. All right. Well, yeah. What's one more? Yeah. Cause we're, where are we? Yeah. We're, we're over an hour. Yeah. An hour and 10. All right. One You're more. Need to edit some of this. No, I don't edit. I usually don't edit. Yeah. You're probably going to have to. That's all right. You can edit for the first time here. I mean, I'll yeah. Okay. What's the, what's the, what's your anchor question? Okay. All right, you can, I'll give you two. Okay, which one do I want to end with, though? Well, I, this one's kind of funny. Have you conceded running for president? Of the <laughs> United States? And who No, 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 no. I would be, hor- I'd be horrible. I'd be horrible. No, you know what? You're with the people who want. <laughs> You know what? It's it's funny. You're, you, earlier, you were talking about me and my twenties. Literally, when I was in my twenties, I was like, I had some grandiose feelings about myself. I was literally could have. If you had asked me that when I was, you know, twenty four, I think I would have been like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I got, once I yeah, I can see myself doing that. <laughs> I still sometimes wonder that about Coop. He gets so fired up about mm-hmm. politics and. What's right? What's right and what's wrong? And I'm like, it's just I mean, it should be. The gear should be spinning. Yep. You know what he told me the other day? He said, I wish I had his exact He said, I think your generation failed to create leaders. And I went, Ooh. Wait, what is it? What? No, what is it? Oh, yeah, maybe. Right. Ooh. Really? Because it's embarrassing. It's interesting. That's a burn. That's a burn. Yeah. No, but like one last thing, I'm, I just want to put it out there. I, in terms of your president question, I actually think I would be a really good campaign manager. So, if you want to, if you want to run, I'll be your campaign manager. Oh, that 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 picture of you in college with the big the big hair that's not gonna get out that's that's buried that's buried yeah I think you had white pants on in that picture too oh yeah Jeff went ahead and shared a picture of me from I think like my senior year in high school for the virtual happy hour nice nice I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see that picture yeah it's great. Yeah. If you're completely honest, do you have a next big 
thing in mind, and what is it? That's a good question. Um, I've really been trying to figure out what what I wanted to do since since I yeah. left, and uh, I'm not sure. I would say it's a uh, we call it a big deal. But I'm kind of working on something, and it's kind of in a kind of in a pilot stage right now. It's not even not even in a pilot stage. I'm starting a pilot stage, so I'll I'll tell you more about that when we do the finding your finding your path podcast okay. podcast pass, podcasts. And um, I'm not trying to be I know. whatever evasive or whatever. I mean, it's nothing. Um, um, whatever that I'm embarrassed about or whatever. It's just that it's sort of, I'm still not sure I'm going to do it. Let me just put it that way. So I kind of know what I might try to do. I just don't know yet if I'm going to, in fact, I have a call um, in an hour and a half that that's, that's related to that, but I'll share it actually, actually offline. I'll share, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you something. If you show me the picture of you from high school, I'll sh- <laughs> such a, such a <laughs> price of admission, price of admission. Yeah, it, it's negotiable. We'll see. And I've, I've kind of enjoyed, uh, I think I might've told you I started guest speaking at some of the CU business classes, Yeah. which I thought I was going to really enjoy. Um, it, it, it went okay. I really enjoy the, uh, um, um, some of the capstone, one of the capstone classes is like a Shark Tank thing where they, where they have small groups and they come up with a business idea and they take it throughout the a semester to build like a business model and an investor pitch and all this. And so I've been coaching um, two of those groups, and I I really like that. I really like. That's a great I really like the I really like the coaching stuff because you're actually doing things. Yeah. Uh, the teaching is. Sometimes I feel like half the class isn't listening. I'm just, whatever. They're just in there to get a grade. Yeah. 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 But I anyway. Great at the capstone thing for mm-hmm. sure. All right. Well, thank you for thank you for joining me on the on the podcast. I think I haven't checked. You know, once we get up, once we get this posted and published, whether or not if we get the kind of ratings that we hope, we'll definitely invite you back. <laughs> I miss you too. I got a hundred and I just checked before we got on. I think I got a hundred and twenty downloads. I just keep watching it over. And and, and, oh, is that you? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fifty of them are you in your car. Wait till I hit this one on replay. Yep, yep. All right, all right. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Um, stay healthy, stay safe. Tell Jeff I said hello. Tell Coop and Kylie. are they? I guess they're all three together every day, right? Yeah. Coop, Cooper, Kylie, Macy, right? They're just all right. Good. good. All right. Good. Anyway, peace. Thank you.